0: Hello again! Welcome to another edition of something to talk about. Uh, glad to have you with us, and uh, the gentleman sitting right next to me, and then the young lady sitting also on the screen. There is is our co-host Vaughn. Hey Good Vaughn, morning. you're, you're not hey, in front everybody. of the pool. Good morning. you're you're sitting in front of the brick wall today instead of instead of in front of the pool
1: because it's a little bit more sh- shaded over here. I've been- oh, uh- <laughs> yeah, I was getting a little too warm. The sun during our show, the sun started to hit my back, and I started getting a little, a little hot. Oh, it's <laughs> more comfortable.
0: That, so good that's morning, everybody.
1: Shame.
0: Poor, poor be. So it's it's good seeing you again. It's been a whole week since we've we've talked, and uh, uh, I'm glad to have uh, have you with us again. And uh, the gentleman that's joining us, Robert Cuellar from New Horizons Benefits, uh, he's here for a real purpose. And, uh, you know, as, as you all know, Vaughn and I uh, get together about midweek and we say, what are we going to talk about? And it's, it's, it's really difficult to talk about anything that's, that's not COVID related. Uh, but instead of just talking about the kids not being able to go back to school or, or if they're going to go back to school, uh, I, I just kind of in the back of my head, I've just been wondering, what is this doing in the, in the health uh, field uh, what, what are the, the, you know, short-term effects, uh, and what are the long-term effects? And I realized that, that Vaughn and I, we could probably carry on a conversation, but it wouldn't be a, 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 a really educational process because we'd be guessing at a lot of things. So thanks to Robert Cuellar, who is a member of the, uh, Allen and McKinney netweavers, uh, of which I'm a member also, uh, a few times people have asked him uh, during our NetWeavers get-togethers about some of these things, and if somebody knows what they're talking about, it's him, right there. <laughs> uh, and so, Robert, tell tell our audience first of all, you know, a little bit about yourself and a, a little bit about New Horizons benefits and what your what your target audience is.
2: Well, I've been doing health and I've been doing insurance for the last 10 years. And for the last three, I've really focused on uh, life and health insurance. And the biggest reason is that there's such a huge need for transparency, number one, and number two, affordability. People are paying more for their health insurance right now than they are for their home. Those monthly payments you know, are are outrageous. And so I've teamed up with a number of different carriers to find solutions for number one, affordability, and number two, coverage, because uh, those will go, uh, you know, if you have something that's affordable, a lot of times you don't have the coverage. But I have found something that's very balanced in affordability, number one, and number two, in coverage. So my goal and my my objective is to help to educate people on their options because a lot of people don't realize that they do have options uh, when it comes to health insurance and they do have options when it comes to health care. So that's my goal in life is, uh, you know, that's my passion. I, I really want to help people understand it and you know, not give up the farm, not go bankrupt, not, uh, have to file bankruptcy because they did have a plan that just didn't cover them.
0: Well, and, and, and as, as we discussed briefly and, and it's a major issue right now is that we've got, you know, what is it about, uh, I don't know how many millions of people are furloughed, uh, were laid off from their jobs, uh, they are out of work. The businesses have closed, uh, and they are forced to either go without insurance or to go into a COBRA plan, which can get very e- expensive. And so, if someone is in that in that situation where they are waiting to be recalled from work, or so, are they covered? What options might they have to say I, during this pandemic? I need to be covered,
2: and what are my options? <coughs> Well, Stuart, I'll tell you, I, I uh, was talking to a client who's now a client uh, a few weeks ago, and he was looking at a $3,200 a month COBRA payment. That's just insanity. And so I was able to put him and his family on a plan, and we're saving him $20,000 a year. And that's real money that, uh, that can go to his retirement, that can go to buying a car, to go for his children's education. That's, it's real money that, uh, that people don't really consider because they think that they're just handcuffed and tied to whatever it is that they, you know that they're facing. They don't understand the options available to them. And so when I was looking at a lot of these numbers, we've got over 35 million people that have lost their jobs, that have lost their coverage. Um, and they don't know what to do. Um, they don't know how to protect their family. And they've got to decide whether, hey, do I pay the rent? Do I pay the mortgage? Do I make I the car payment? Table. Yeah. And, uh, or do I, I protect my family?
1: So what does is, what is his coverage look like? The man who you saved $20,000 what then does his coverage look like compared to, say, Cobra?
2: Well, when you compare it to Cobra, here's what he's got. Um, Cobra is just the health insurance. What I do is I, I create an umbrella type coverage that not just covers his health, but covers his income, because it's no good if you're sick and tied up, and you know not you know, and you're in the hospital or you're bedridden and you can't work. So we design a plan that's gonna help you, number one, pay your medical bills, and number two, create an income source in a lump sum payment to help you protect your income. So we designed that umbrella, and we, we created it with, uh, with uh, not just a health plan, but also with an accident, a critical illness, and kind of a specified disease, which covers all the major diseases. And this plan that I put together for him came out to God, about 60% less than the Cobra payment. So, um, and on average, whenever I sit down and talk to a family, um, we're able to save them some real money because they, they, uh, they didn't realize that those options were available to
1: them.
2: Are these
0: new carriers? I'm just curious. Are these new carriers or are these existing companies that, you know, that we we've known and heard of, or are these new players?
2: They're they're existing companies. Um, but they're, it's a different type of plan. It's not a major medical plan. Um, so it's not going to be your compliant with uh, what they call the MEC plan. That, that plan you're paying for, if, if you're a 60-year-old male, you know, why should you have to pay for uh, maternity? Why, why should you have to pay for immunizations? Why should you have to pay for all these other services that are required on those plans? So what we do is we, we sit down and talk to a person and we leverage their good health to qualify for this other type of plan. And so it's, it's a
1: very a, customized plan. It's
2: a very customized plan. It's tailored to number 1 their coverage, number 2 their family, and number 3 their budget. So we're going to tailor something that, you know, not a month or two months down the road, they say, "Man, I just can't afford this." But they're going to say, "Hey, look, you know what? Not only can I afford this, but I'm putting money in the bank. I'm I'm saving, I'm saving every month. You know whether it be a hundred dollars or in some cases six hundred dollars, and I'll give you a perfect example: is a uh, teachers um, a teacher plan right now for a family is about uh, eleven to thirteen hundred dollars a month, and so I can design a plan for that same family for between five to six hundred dollars a month. That's you know seventy two hundred $7,200. To, nine thousand dollars a year in savings so it's it's a different type of plan and people a lot of people are afraid of different okay but once you understand how something works and you work it then you embrace it our retention rate is about 95 percent because people see that uh, hey number one I'm saving Number two, it's got it's designed to have a stable uh, type of uh, rate increase. It's age based, not claims based. So a lot of the major medicals are claims based. So you're you're dealing right now with a, let's say the COVID situation. We don't know what those claims are going to be over the next twelve months. So projecting the claims, I was just reading an article about, uh, you know, how these actuaries are sitting there and they're trying to figure out, well, you know, what what are the claims going to be? Number one, hospital claims. Number two, what are, are going to be the claims after COVID? Because you have a lot of these people that have these lingering uh, side effects from that disease, whether it be lungs or kidneys or liver, whatever it may be, you know, these people are going to need medical treatment. So, over the year you know they're going to find out hey here's the true cost they're not going to be able to do it by the end of the year it's going to probably take through 2021 so you're going to see some big rate increases probably in 2022.
1: it sounds like you're almost a financial planner (laughs) first and then you can kind of create a, a customized insurance package that works for each individual client of yours it's very interesting.
0: You know, it, it's it's interesting you meant you mentioned about the teachers. Now, uh, uh, teachers generally can sign up for health care through their their uh, school districts, you uh, know. But in cases like this, where are they going back to school? Are they homeschooling? And all are you, what you're saying is that this is a supplemental plan to what they may be getting through their school district, or
2: is it instead of? You can use it as both you can use it as a supplemental plan or you can have the higher level of coverage and use it as a full coverage plan and it it's it's designed to do both which is nice
0: well you know because one of the killers is that you can get you can get the premium maybe into a more of an affordable bracket but all of a sudden you're facing 5 thousand or, or, or more, uh, you know, uh, uh, as a deductible. Uh, so, so, you know, you've got to, you've got to just
2: have something catastrophic before the benefit kicks in. Here's, here's a, here's some numbers for you, Stuart. Um, 97% of the claims that are filed across the country are less than $35,000. Okay. A lot of that is you know when when you've got a deductible plan that has a five or six thousand dollars deductible and then a twenty or thirty percent coinsurance to where as a family, you have a max out of pocket of, let's say, fourteen or thirteen thousand dollars, you're paying almost half or a third of that catastrophic situation. And the majority of families don't have thirteen thousand dollars in the bank to to pay that. So then they wind up with these massive bills and they they end up having to file bankruptcy and they still had coverage. That's what that's what a lot of people look at and say wait a second I had coverage and I'm still filing bankruptcy why? So there's there's really four components that really make something work to the benefit of the of a client Number one is a, a good plan that gives you coverage with robust benefits. Number two is having a carrier, that insurance carrier that designs the plan for the client and not for the stockholders, okay? Number three is having a medical service provider that's willing to work with you and say, hey, look, you know what? I understand your situation, okay? And I'm not going to charge you. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example. I've got a client of mine who uh, needs an MRI. His doctor referred him to uh, a hospital. And they told him it was going to be $4,800 for that MRI. I said, wait a second. You know, let's make some calls. Called around. I found that same procedure for between $450 to $600. Same exact procedure. And so that's what people don't understand is that you know they need to shop. They, they need to take responsibility for their health care and not just pawn it off on the insurance company or the medical service provider and and uh, and expect them to have their best interest in mind because they don't. This is a business. You know, uh, health insurance is a business medical service is a business and people have to treat it that way.
1: So that's interesting that you uh, brought um, into the conversation, the providers, I I guess I would like to ask how Robert, do you feel like how are, how, how is it working with them? I mean, that's a whole, you've got your clients and then you've got your providers. Do you have to kind of um, deal with, both parties differently? Like are the providers somebody who you're trying to get to join your efforts or do you just kind of...
2: There's there's a huge movement right now with providers joining an effort of saying, hey, wait a second, there needs to be much more transparency in in what we offer. This medical service, think about this, medical service is the only product, and it is a product, that you will purchase without knowing the cost. If you go to the hospital, they're not gonna tell you how much it's gonna cost you. If you go to your doctor, all they're gonna tell you is, hey, your co-insurance is X amount. Your co-payment is 35. So you're thinking, well, it's 35 bucks. Well, really, it may be 300 that they're charging the insurance company, but you only pay $35. Well, it
0: also, it may be, it may be that they, they submit what the charges are for that visit and the insurance company comes back and says the, the maximum allowable amount is this. So
2: the difference then comes back to the, to the, to the client. Actually, the difference goes to the, uh, the insurance company because he's the one who's benefiting from the discount of that service. Uh Okay. So that's why you know when when you have insurance companies that give you an HMO which is a very limited network and say hey look if you go outside this network we're going to charge you more or we're not going to pay the bills at all. So they control the discounts that they're receiving and not you. But what if it was reversed? What if there was an insurance company that number one paid before you did? And number two, you got the discounts and not them. So it's a it's a it's a paradigm sh- uh, shift in your thinking. And there's a number of, of providers out there that were more than willing. Every single provider out there is more than willing to work with you. And because they know that, hey, look, you know what, I'd rather get paid now by a client then have to wait 30 or 60 or 90 days to get paid by the insurance company and sometimes they'll deny the claim or sometimes I've got to fight with them to get paid for this sometimes they'll they'll be a negotiated price and then something changes
1: i have a question robert what and i probably maybe i should know this but i mean i've always had to kind of pick my provider based on whether or not they're in or out of network. Um, what is it the provider that chooses whether or not they're in or out of network or is it the insurance company that puts the provider in or out of network?
2: It's the provider who chooses the network.
1: Okay. And so, so why, what's the like benefit of being in or out of network?
2: Is the number of clients that you see because that insurance carrier is telling them, Hey, look, you know what, if you join my network, you know, you're now part of this big group. We've got a million clients. So now your name is on that list of providers. I got you, yeah. So it's, it's a benefit for them. And most providers are gonna be in a number of different networks. So they're gonna pick up clients through those networks.
1: So are, so are most of your cl- providers in or out of network?
2: They're both. Because, okay. because this is a PPO plan, so the plan is going to pay regardless of whether the provider is in or out of the network, number one. And number two, when you have one of the largest networks in the country and you can use this plan anywhere in the country, it gives you so much more flexibility and so much more leverage as, as, a, as a client, right. as a patient.
0: Robert, I'm I'm curious uh, uh, about the effects of COVID 19 going forward. Uh, let Let's assume, and there are what over five million people already that have tested positive for COVID 19, and I think it's safe to assume that that probably the majority of them have some type of of health coverage, whether it's because of the Affordable Care Act or 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 uh coverage one way or the other a year from now they go to a doctor and they're complaining of of you know uh respiratory issues is this going to come back and haunt people that now now the insurance companies will come forward and say well, wait a minute you tested positive for covid-19 back in 2020 you have a pre-existing condition now
2: there's a couple of different, uh, if you have no insurance, number one, um, and you're trying trying to qualify for a plan, meaning that you're going to go through underwriting, then yes, it would be a pre-existing condition. But if you're going through the marketplace, through the ACA, uh, there are no pre-existing conditions. So you're going to pick up a plan regardless. You could... You could uh, um, Lord forbid, doesn't happen. But you know, you could have stage four cancer and still get a plan.
0: Because I, you know, we 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 the as lay people, you know, we're we're there's there's talk of of you know repealing and replacing the current uh, Affordable Care Act uh, or just taking pieces away from it. And the one piece that that hits uh, my family personally and all is that pre-existing uh, coverage. Uh, and so it becomes a little worrisome. And in Vaughn's case, she's sending two children off to college in another week or so, and going to be putting them into a potential situation where they could test positive for for COVID. Which, you know, granted they will be they will be quarantined and they can get through the process. Uh, and all, but is that you know I always worry is that going to come back to to work against them in the future and make it more difficult or They'll be
2: covered, but the premium starts to now go up. The premium is going to go up, yeah. Regardless, every year um, there's been a rate increase within the ACA, and the rate increase can be anywhere from you know five percent, and I've seen as much as thirty percent increase. So when you're talking about a thirty percent increase on an eight hundred dollar plan, you know all of a sudden you're paying a thousand dollars. That's $200 more out of your budget. Um, so any type, if you have a plan right now, regardless of the plan that you have, well, I say regardless, The most plans, you're not going to have to worry about that pre-existing condition because you already have the plan. Once you're in the plan and it wasn't an issue before you got it, you're good. But if you if you try to qualify for a plan after you've been diagnosed, then it'll be a little bit more difficult. Right.
1: It, well,
2: it,
0: it's well, you know it's 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 just kind of it's a little borderline scary because like you said, uh, now I'm 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 a senior, I'm on Medicare, but but still, uh, my my lifestyle is fairly fixed. Uh, if I am on a plan and all of a sudden next year, when I go into, to, to rejoin, uh, they say, Oh, well, that plan doesn't exist anymore, or you can keep the same premium, but your deductible is now going to go up. There's, there's always pieces that, that get adjusted. Uh, it's, it, you know, obviously the one thing people need to know is they need to know somebody like Robert Quayar. Uh, And and to be able to ask questions to find out because it's scary. All of a sudden, you open up that envelope and it says, uh, "Just want to inform you that the rates are going up." Like you said, twenty percent, thirty percent. That puts the onus on the policyholder to go back and say, "Okay, well, what am I going to do? I can't, I can't pay anymore. So I have to switch a plan. I either I have to switch companies, I have to switch." The, the,
2: the plan within the company uh, in order to I've keep... I've got to it raise real. my deductible. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, I've got an $8,000 deductible and uh, you're paying all of your outpatient benefit uh, services, your doctor's visits, your labs, your MRIs, your emergency room. Um, you're, you're making a lot of payments. So when everything's said and done, in addition to the high premium, um, you've also been... More out of pocket as a family, or as an individual.
1: Well, and also um, to me, it just seems like what, along with all the other benefits that you just mentioned, one of the main benefits for me and my personality type is that you would get much more personal service through New Horizons. Just um, it, it's more boutique-ish. I don't know. I say <laughs> that it, department store. I mean, I, I mean the. Dealing with insurance companies, the big mass with their monsters. I mean, they are, they've got so many arms and legs and heads. And I mean, to get even a simple question answered is, a, is just, um, you know, quite a quite a venture. Uh, my husband and I, you know, we're, we're intelligent people. We're thorough people. We, we look at our insurance plan. We, we study, we know what we're, we know what we need and we know what we owe, and we know what we've been charged and we have all the details. And even for us to get sometimes through the process. Is um, excruciatingly painful, <laughs> and um, and I so I, and I know there are probably a lot of people out there that don't pay any attention and are losing money unbeknownst to them that they don't even really owe because they're not looking carefully and, and kind of um, finding uh, finding ways that you know really they shouldn't have been charged for something or another. With you, I think it, you just seem to take them your client by the hand and lead them through the process and. You've, I like the fact that you've looked at their whole financial kind of like um, situation and you customize a package that will work for them. And in some cases, even, um, you know, get, get them more money in the long run.
2: You know, one, Vaughn, one thing you've said is, you know, it it, it is kind of boutique, boutique-ish. But uh, one thing that I do is that every single one of my clients has my cell number. So whenever they have any questions, they call me. They'll either call me, text me, email me, and, and I'll get an answer for them within 24 hours. So that's something. Awesome. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just saying. And, and by the way, I just wanted one, and maybe Mark can get it up on the screen too. So if, if folks want to get in touch with you, the phone number is 469-831-2672. And you are not a nationwide company. You are an independent uh, in, in, in insurance company.
2: Actually, I'm uh, licensed in 10 other states. Um, and so this, this particular carrier, although we're not in all states, the plan will work in all 50 states because it is a nationwide PPO plan.
0: Well, and, and, and once once we're all allowed to leave our homes and we start traveling again, that's an important aspect of it. Also is to make sure that if you're in another location and you get sick, that you're going to be covered.
2: It is. It's very important. You know, one, one other thing that I wanted to mention, especially when it comes to medical service, is that there are a number of different websites that you can go to and find out how much procedures should cost you. You know, you've got something called the Healthcare Blue Book. You've got uh, Prater.us, all of these companies, they've done hundreds of thousands of claims. They go through these claims and they find out what the true cost of a procedure is. So they can tell you locally or regionally or within your state, how much that procedure should cost?
0: I was I wasn't even aware of that. I know oh. that there are there are some uh, sites uh, that are doing that for prescription drugs now, is to give you the fair fair cost of what uh, some prescription drugs are.
2: You know that that's uh, you're smiling. <laughs> I, I am because I just read an article yesterday. There is a pharmaceutical company that just paid $1 billion in fines for right. kickbacks to their doctors. So if you don't think this is a business, you really, really, oh, really think it's need to think about it. Yeah. You know, anything, I, and this is not a knock on doctors or medical service providers, but you've got to remember that it's their business, number one. Number two, whenever he, that doctor gives you a referral to go get an MRI or an x-ray or lab work, there's a lot of times, not all the time, but there's a lot of times that they're getting a referral fee for sending that client to that particular provider. So, you know, the question you have to ask, there's a few of them. Number one is, number one is that, is that provider that you're referring me to, are they in my network? He doesn't know. Number two is, will the doctor pay for that service or are you going to pay for that service? The answer is always going to be you're going to pay. So you should have the right to choose the provider that's going to fit your budget, your needs, and still provide the same service.
1: Yeah, I, I have to be honest with you. And I mean, I'm not knocking providers or insurance, whatever, either, although I have many a bad story. To share, but I won't. That <laughs> I, I think probably nine out of ten people have ha, had negative dealings with the larger insurance companies. It, they're just too—they're just too big. It's too complicated to to work through the process uh, again, as, as we are layman's here. Like just you know, I, I I'm gonna say, almost almost every time I go to the doctor for whatever reason, or any one of my three kids, or my husband. So out of five of us, the odds are that that over 50% of the time we're having to question a statement, a line item, um, and, and it takes weeks oftentimes to to push through and get to the answer, and most of the time we are owed money. And I can only imagine how much money the insurance companies, the larger ones, make off of people who simply don't care and don't dig They don't in. question They're, it. Yeah, they don't they question it. Exactly. You right. know
2: it, it, it is what it is. Well, you know, it doesn't have to be what it uh,
1: is. Yeah, I know.
2: I yeah. here's I'm I'm gonna give you, you know, if I've got time, two examples. Time. One one of them is that, you know, you get you go into the hospital, you're there five days, and you get this massive bill, you know, 50000 thousand dollar bill. The average hospital stay. Not an ICU, but just a hospital stay per day in this North Texas region is about $2,700 a day. But that hospital is billing you $10,000 a day. So when you ask them for an itemized, what they call EOB, evidence of benefit, you know, coverage or be, the benefits, they'll well, we don't do that. Well, we can't get that to you. Oh, yeah, we'll get that to you. You can go round and round and round for months trying to get that information. When you finally get that, you're going to see line items on there that, uh, you know, it may be um, a Tylenol that they charged uh, $50 for, you yep. know, rubber gloves that were $75. A box of tissues that's sitting yep.
0: on, the, on the nightstand.
2: Yeah. I mean, they, they will charge you for everything, and nobody ever goes. You, you have a tough time going through those line items, ever getting it, number one, and number two, going through them. And so, what, what we've done with one of these carriers is that we've got an advocacy type program that if your bills are over $2,500 after the benefits have been paid, they kick in and say, "Hey, wait a second. we're get, we're gonna negotiate. We're gonna fight on your behalf." So they get all those bills. They go in and do battle. I had one client that had a thirty eight thousand dollars bill after her benefits were paid, And three months later, they came back and said, "Okay, all you owe is three thousand dollars." So they knocked off thirty five thousand dollars off that bill.
1: So you basically have pre-coverage service. You basically get your client you look at their finances, you customize the package, then say they have a medical, something medically necessary where they have to receive their coverage. Then you have almost like what you're saying after coverage service, where you review what their, what insurance covered, what they didn't coverage, and now you're going to cover, and now you're going to look at what they didn't cover and renegotiate that. Yes. That's, that's amazing. That's awesome.
0: See the average the average person, I just don't think thinks about that. They, you know, they go into the into the into number one, the one thing that I wanna want to point out is very all you mentioned about the doctor. Usually the doctor is is so far removed from this whole process, he just takes care of the medical part of it, but he has a staff of people that are doing the insurance and the billing and the coding and everything in his office. And they're the ones that are, that are sending in those reports and all to the insurance companies for the payments to to them. If you were to ask the doctor, uh, you know, why, why did it cost $200 for you to swab my throat? And the doctor doesn't know. He just knows that he's doing it to find a medical reason.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, all he's doing is providing what's called a cpt code to the billing department and the billing department says hey look you know what in our book here it says to charge $200 for that particular code so and that that person in the billing department has no clue as to what that procedure was so they're not going to sit there and say you know what that's outrageous so it's all code driven Oh yeah, but Absolutely. you you can you can mitigate a lot of those expenses by asking questions.
1: Absolutely, and, right. And 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 it seems to me I'm curious. I have a, I'm outside, so there's a fly here. But, <laughs> um, what are the demographics of your client base? Um, elderly pair. Like, where are you? Um...
2: I got asked that question a couple of days ago, and I you know, I really don't have a set demographic because I'm dealing with people that are 25, 26 year old single people all the way up to 63, 64 year old couples and in between the families that are anywhere from you know 30 to 45, 50 year olds that that have families of three and four and five people yeah. uh, children. So you know my it's it's kind of all over the place. There's really no one set. Well, it's certainly
1: a service that could accommodate, you know, uh, across the board. I guess I ask because while I see your service working for everyone, like you just said, uh, really very much so elderly, um, perhaps people who um, are somewhat taken advantage of. And it seems to me like they would be very much better protected in a smaller type, um, you know, company like yours,
2: where you're really looking. Go ahead. I think oh. she froze.
1: Oh, looking. I'm sorry. I lost my screen. Went dark. But look, looking out for their well being from the beginning when you meet them, till you, you know, till you, till you're negotiating the the very end, you know, results. Yes. Um, and, and I mean, and I do think a lot of people not not just elderly, but I'm but are taking advantage of it, and especially you were saying after you received that statement and you're insurance covers this and then your portion of it is that a lot of times you really aren't justifiably responsible for paying even what they're saying you owe. And it Actually, takes like you to dig into it and better to find those numbers.
2: Vaughn, but here's the thing that you are responsible because you signed a, a, a sheet yeah. of paper when you entered that hospital saying that if the insurance company didn't pay, that you would be responsible for it. True. That's right. True. Now, I have got a solution for you when it comes to that. There's a little phrase that people can put on there that says, "Hey, look, you know what? I will only pay for the services where I've been provided a price before the service was provided." You do that and you're protected. You yes. know, you 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 can and you want to make a copy of that. You want to get a copy of it for your own records because when they come back with that $50,000 bill, for services that should have cost about seven thousand, um, you've got a way to protect yourself.
1: Yep. good advice. Yeah,
0: yeah never, never knew that.
1: I well, I, let me ask you this, Robert. I'm sorry, Stuart, to interrupt. Uh, many, many years ago, when I was having my third child, um, I was given a a, a wet tap um, when I was having my epidural. Uh, well, certainly that wasn't my fault. <laughs> it was the You know, the person, I don't know, whether a doctor, I don't know what his title would have been, but he was responsible for injecting the epidural into my spine and he went too far and that all was created. And so it was a big mess and I was in excruciating pain for a couple of days. Well, they had to bring in, I didn't request it, but the hospital brought in a pain management doctor, somebody who worked for the hospital who was um, uh, specialized in pain management and they ended up giving me a blood tap and uh, I was able to leave the hospital a couple days later and go on bed rest fast forward we got our statement um and in addition to the initial expenses that we were aware of uh, I don't even remember how many thousands of dollars on to the to the bill for this pain management doctor well as my as i've told you before phil my husband studies everything that comes into the house regarding finances and he looked at it and said we don't we're not responsible for this pain management doctor a it wasn't our fault that somebody screwed up giving her her epidural and and b we didn't even request a pain management doctor he just showed up into the room one day so c we're not paying it <laughs> and it was a battle but we we ended up not having to pay it so once again, be aware, study your statements, see what you're supposed to be. And if you don't think it's right and just, you need to fight it. It sounds like you, in this case, you would be somebody who would fight it for your client.
2: You know, not just my clients, but anybody who needs help. Um, I, I help people that are not my clients. That's one thing that's that's important to me because I, I'm sick and tired of people being taken advantage of. I really am. And I want people to understand that there's somebody out there that's on their side, somebody out there that's willing to help them. And I'm not going to charge them for it. If they, if they need, a, you know, if they got a bill for $40,000 because the doctor that treated them wasn't in their network, but the hospital was, you know, I'll show you how to fight that. I'll show you what to do, the steps to take it's important to 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 know that hey look you know what there's a way to protect yourself without having to file bankruptcy there's a way to protect yourself without your credit taking a hit because you didn't make those payments or you didn't pay that bill you know there's there's ways to protect yourself
1: i have to ask robert you know first of all i commend you on all on your efforts here and your mission how did you become so knowledgeable on all of this? Is it Was it just experience or you know, did you go to, I don't know, some kind of training? <laughs> no,
2: I just do a lot of reading.
1: A lot I, of reading.
2: I, I, I read a lot of different articles and I, you know, whenever I talk to other agents that are very successful, I ask them what they're doing. You know, what it is that they're doing to help their clients. And I would say 90% of what I've learned has come through other agents. Um, it's you know uh, you know the the websites where you can go and get pricing, you know the the advocacy. That's something that I went through, and I had a client who had a friend who was going through that. So I did a lot of research on that and what to do and how to ha- how to help them. So I gave them that information. So there's there's a lot of good information, but you just have to know where to look or who to ask. Mm-hmm.
0: Vaughn, Vaughn, you know, made reference to the fact that you are more of a boutique type uh, operation, and uh, I think that more people need to understand that when that is available, take advantage of that. Uh, you, you are more or less like an ombudsman. You, you know, you, you uh, are putting yourself in between the medical community and the and the client to say, "I'm going to, I'm going to dig on your behalf." because I'm sure that there are options that, that are there for you. And we, we as, as you know, policyholders and payees don't usually take that into consideration. I have often had a, a, a CAT scan or an MRI, and all of a sudden, five, six months later, you get a, a bill from somebody that you never heard of that was a doctor that, that was brought in just to read the, the results not only your doctor but there was somebody else a radiologist or something that came in and just read it and now you get this bill for 120 150 dollars and too often we're, we're just too quick to say oh well i guess i guess we just need to take out the checkbook and write the
2: check you don't have to do that that's what you're saying robert you don't i mean you i Myself and other agents like me are a huge threat and a big danger to major medical. And the reason is this. We are creating and teaching and educating clients on how to shop for healthcare, how to ask the questions and how to protect themselves. So when you do that, you know, it's 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 like going into a grocery store, getting a cart full of groceries, going to the checkout and not knowing how much you're gonna pay. And the, and the you know cashier says, don't worry about it, we'll send you a bill. You know, go ahead and take it home, give me your address, sign this right here and don't worry about it, we'll send you a bill. That's what you're doing with your healthcare. So we're educating you on how not to go through that process. Well,
0: you know, I, 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 can't thank you enough for, for joining Vaughn and I th- th- this morning and sharing some of this, uh, just for those that are listening and watching the program, uh, you can reach, reach Robert, uh, at uh, the phone number that, uh, Mark maybe can, can throw up on the screen again, go to new horizons, benefits.com. That'll give you a link also to, to reach Robert, uh, you know, this is a, it's a very serious issue that we're really? all in and facing and it's going to maybe get worse before it gets better. But, but a knowledgeable, a knowledgeable solution is, uh, is, is important. And when there's people like Robert that can, can help you arrive at those, those solutions uh, it's a good thing. So Robert, thank you very, very much for taking the time to be with us.
2: I appreciate it. And Stuart, I- before, before we get off or before I leave, you know, I not just deal with individuals and small business owners, but also with groups. Okay. So I I work with groups to show them the same process, the same. They'll have that ability for their employees. So business so,
0: people can do that
2: too. Oh yes, yes. Excellent. We, we educate them on on how to find the right plan for their for their people. Excellent. Well, Robert, thank you very, very
0: much. You. you stay very. well and stay healthy. And Vaughn, the same to you. you and too. Uh, sure. we will get back uh, next week and uh, find something else to talk about. And, uh, and I wish everybody well again. Thank you, Robert. Hey, and, thank uh, you
2: for having me on. I
0: appreciate it. Well, it's our, it's our pleasure. And it's a, it was, an, I think, a necessary show to share with our audience. So y'all take care, be well, have a great weekend, and we will see you right here again next week on Something to Talk About.
1: Bye, guys.